Hello world, I'm Rochelle Indra, a life coach here to teach you the shit they should have taught us in school but didn't. Our society has a vested interest in keeping you stuck and unhappy so that you will try to buy your way out of it. But that's where I come in. I'm here to teach you how to give them all the middle finger. Week by week, I'll share bite-sized strategies on tackling overwhelm, onboarding good habits, creating boundaries, and actionable steps to rewire your brain to actually work for you instead of against you. Are you a woman who's been wanting to do your inner work? You've been wanting to work through childhood trauma, ancestral trauma, wanting to find a way to be 10% happier, wanting somebody to tell you the things that you don't already know that will just, boom, spark the right idea? Then think about joining the Sisterhood Group Coaching. If you're looking for accountability to stay on task with the things you are wanting to learn, if you're wanting that nudge in that right direction and a sense of community, other women who are doing this work alongside of you, then I highly recommend you stop this recording right now. We'll be here waiting. This podcast will always be here for you. And go sign up for the Sisterhood Group Coaching. Join us. You deserve it. Hello, hello, and welcome to another installment of the shit they should have taught us in school but didn't. I am your fearless leader, Rochelle Indra, and today we're talking about something that I struggle with, and I have a feeling that most of us struggle with, and I wasn't even sure I should do this podcast because I was like, well, I'm part of the problem, not really part of the solution, so like, should we really be talking about this? But, you know... Not all these podcasts are about me giving you information. Some of it is just about like, fuck, let's figure this out together. And that's what we're looking at today. I was inspired to do this episode by the episode that I did on grieving. If you haven't heard that episode, if you skipped that episode because you were like, oh, I don't want to listen to an episode on grief, go back and listen to it. I'm telling you. Go back and listen to it. I know it can be a challenging subject, but it is so important that we know what grieving is, how to grieve, how to help other people that we love who are grieving. So you know what we do here. We talk about the challenging stuff. We talk about the shit we don't talk about in school. We don't talk about with our friends, that we don't talk about with our partners. So Let's do this. Go back and listen to it. But in it, I talked a little bit about one of the great tools for grieving and for getting out emotions that we can't talk about is through art and creativity. And I don't talk enough about art and how art can be such a beautiful expression of our feelings and what we're going through. That is why they make art therapy. Art therapy is amazing for children, for adults, for everybody. I don't think about it enough. I think about journaling. Like I encourage clients to journal. And sadly, that's probably just because I like it. It works for me. It's proven to work for other people. I was a writer. That's what speaks to me. And I came across uh, some information. I was reading a book talking about grieving and they talked about doing art. And I was like, God, that's right. I need to champion that. I need to remember some of the things that don't always speak to me personally. And that's my love when you guys DM me on social media, when you guys reach out to me and let me know what is working for you. Because so often it's things that either don't work for me or I haven't tried because of my own issues or I haven't had clients go through it or or let me know that it's worked for them. So I wanted to talk today about art and creativity. And this is such an interesting 
topic because art is something that we all did as a kid. We all drew, we all played with popsicle sticks. We did art in school. Maybe we did art with babysitters. We did art at home. We did art at birthday parties. We are all artists. And I bring this up because we are also all singers. And that's kind of what I think of when I think about this. I always said if I had a superhero power, what would it be? Mine would be singing. And people are like, yeah, but that's not a superhero power. I'm like, it is to me. I am so far from being able to do this that for me, it seems like a superhero power to even be able to carry a tune in a bucket seems like a superhero power. So I was like, oh, I would love to be able to sing, but I can't. I'm a bad singer. And I was talking to somebody who's like, yeah, I go to like a singing group and it's for like anybody. You don't even have to be able to sing. It's in a group. We just get together. You don't have to memorize anything. You don't have to know anything. It's like kind of call and repeat songs. You can learn it on the fly. And I was like, I do love to sing. So if it's for anybody, like I'll go. And I ended up loving it. And I'm not a good singer and I can't carry a tune, but there's enough of us. And the person who runs it is like really encouraging. Like anybody can sing. Like anybody can sing. If you have a voice, you can sing. And even if you don't have a voice, you can sing. I uh, used to speak sign language. I majored in deaf studies in college and was fairly fluent in sign language. And man, if you've never seen deaf people sing songs through sign language, go Google it because it's amazing. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll probably see my stories every so often. I will put up somebody who does beautiful sign language to songs, sort of interpreting songs, and it's absolutely stunning. So you don't even need a voice to be able to sing. And I was so grateful of how much he championed our ability to sing, even if we don't feel like we're good at it. Because the problem is when we're kids, we do everything because we want to do it. And then we get older and we stop doing that. We stop doing things we're not good at because self-consciousness gets in the way. Uh, how what society says about us, what other people say about us and our abilities gets in the way. And then we stop doing things that give us creative outlet. And all humans are creative people. I will say this again. All humans are creative people. You are creative You may know you're creative. You may know that you're a creative in a certain way, and that's great, right? I was a writer for years, so I would say, oh, that's my creativity. I'm a writer. But that's not my only creativity. I have other creativity in me. I have creativity that I think, I think creativity is just sort of like a bubble inside of you, and it finds the easiest and the best way to get out of you. And unfortunately, what happens is when we're a kid, we like, it's every way. We explore it in every way. And then we find one way that society socially reinforces for us that we are, quote unquote, good at, um, that other people are proud of us. We get accolades, positive reinforcement for it, or uh, we make money at it, and like as I did with writing. And so then we just think, okay, that's our thing. That's our mode of creativity. When actually there may be multiple modes of creativity. But society has just decided, well, this is your thing. This is your one thing. When really creativity is just creativity looking for freeways out of your body. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I'm keeping that. Don't steal that one from me. I'm keeping that. Looking for freeways out. And I've been a writer for so long that mine's like an LA freeway, dude. It is like an eight lane fucking 405 LA freeway. 
and I'm very confident and sure of myself in my writing ability. And that sounds really great and wonderful. And Rochelle, why the fuck are you bragging about this? The problem with this is that I don't allow other creative outlets because this is my thing because I'm creative. This is the way I'm creative. And I don't go back and sit and try other modes of creativity, other modes of art. So if you are creative and you've decided that this is the way I'm creative, maybe start looking at exploring other ways that you could be creative, other ways that that bubble of creativity can come out of you. And it won't come out of you in a free way. I will tell you that firsthand. It doesn't come out of you in a free way. It starts as kind of a little deer path, right? And you're like, this is hard. I got to bring a machete with me. I got to like slash, slash, slash my way through it. And then it's sort of like a little walking path where you're like, oh yeah, I can see it. Okay. Yeah, there it is. It's still like stickers get on me and things are touching me and I'm not always sure of the way, but you know, I just put one foot in front of my, the other and I'm okay. And then you put some rocks down, right? Like you'll pave it a little bit, some loose rocks, gravel, if you will. That's the word I was looking for. It becomes gravel. And then it's like, nothing's touching you. It's still a little uneven, but nothing's really touching you. And you can see the path in front of you. And then you pave it. And then it becomes a road. And then it can become a two-lane road, a four-lane road. And then you have a motherfucking LA freeway. And that doesn't mean you get paid for it. And that doesn't mean you have to share it with others. It just means it's something that you enjoy. And that is the problem. When we are little, we enjoy everything just from the act of doing it. We have confidence. We believe in ourselves. We don't even need it to be anything. We enjoy the process. I mean, look at kids who come home and bring you scribbles. And they're so proud of their scribbles. It's not anything. You're like, oh my God, is this an ink block test? Are you, my God, when I was a stepmother, the girls would bring back like, oh my God, look what I did. I made this for you. And it's just like, it's fucking crayon scribbles. And I was like, what is this? Is this an ink blot test? Is this a war shock test? Are you wanting me to look at it and figure out what my issues are with my mother? Are you worried I'm a sociopath and so you're giving me this shit? What is this? But they're so proud of themselves they, because they enjoyed doing it because they did something, they made something, they took something that was inside of themselves and they put it out there and they don't even know it's crap. To them, it's not crap. It's something they enjoyed. They enjoyed the process. They enjoyed the outcome. They want to share it with you. And that's what we lose. We enjoy the process. And if we don't like the outcome, well, then we don't enjoy the process anymore. I had a client uh, a little while ago who I think I may have talked about this in another episode, but she enjoyed doing a kind of art. And then she was like, eh, but the pieces aren't really selling and I don't know. And, you know, it's not really worth it. And I just, I can't, I don't have the time to do it really well. And I don't like the outcome. I was like, okay, fine. Do you like the process? She was like, yeah, I mean, I enjoy making it, but then I don't, you know, but then it comes out and it's not that good. It's okay, fine. Screw the outcome. Who cares about the outcome? You enjoy the process. Throw away the outcome. She was like, I'm sorry, what? And I was like, do it. Fucking throw away the outcome. Promise me you're going to make three pieces and you're just going to throw them away. No matter what they look like, you're going to throw them away. Because then you're not so worried about the product. You're enjoying the making. 
I took a, oh my God, I took this amazing class, art class, and it was on 420, you know, stoner 420. And it was an amazing art class. You know how they have like drinking and painting classes, like paint night? I don't drink, so it doesn't really speak to me. But this one was getting stoned and working with clay. And we made clay masks. Oh my God, it was so fun. It was so fun. We were stoned and we were, I was meeting all these new people and we were laughing and joking and having a great time. And I realized why it worked so well because the smoking allowed me to not care so much about the process. And I always thought, saw the paint nights and I've gone to a couple when I, back when I did drink and, you know, it's fun, fine, whatever. But I didn't realize what was actually happening is that you enjoy the process more. You're in the moment more when you are under the influence. And I am not recommending going to paint night and getting drunk or going, getting stoned. I don't, I don't suggest for one second that you should be under the influence in order to enjoy the thing that you want to do. Absolutely not at all. I'm just giving an example of this thing that happened and how much I realized it allowed me to be in the moment and to get out of my head. And I would love for you to be able to do that, not under the influence of something, to just sit there and enjoy the experience of doing and making and being in the now moment. So many of us talk about, oh, I can't meditate. Oh, I can't be in the present moment. I'm always stressed. I'm always worried about these things. Art, creativity for art and creativity's sake brings you into that moment, can often bring you into a meditative state, bring you into a place of inspiration. Maybe not even inspiration about the art you're doing, maybe inspiration about something else. I mean, raise your hand, not if you're driving, But raise your hand if you are somebody who gets great ideas when you're driving, great ideas when you're doing the laundry, when you're doing the dishes, when you're taking a shower. Most of us, right? Most of us, that's where our good ideas come from because our brain is occupied. Our ego is occupied doing something. So it gives us this opportunity to then go and have our authentic self, our truer self, our, you know, more deep self, our soul, our heart, if you will, get a chance to speak. Because the ego that's always yelling at the top of its lungs is doing something. Same with art. Art gives you time to be in the present moment, in the now moment. It gives your ego something to be doing so that some of those other things can percolate. And as I said in the beginning, people do art therapy because there are things that cannot be explained in words. There are feelings so deep. I talked about this in the grief one, there are feelings so deep that we don't know how to express them. And maybe we'll never know how to express them into words. And that's okay. Art sometimes can express that for us. Can express the things that cannot be expressed in words. So giving yourself an opportunity to do that. And I started by talking about if you are creative and you're creative in one way, think about being creative in other ways. If you have self-identified as somebody who is not creative... Stop. Stop doing that. That is not true. That is a self-identification, an ego mind made for you so that you don't try, so that you don't enjoy, so that you stay busy doing all the things that the ego wants you to do, pushing, accomplishing, getting it done, making money, taking care of the family, doing all these things for other, 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 and not exploring your soul not exploring who you are. And art and creativity, the process of those things, helps us to understand who we are as people. Fuck 
the finished product. There doesn't even need to be a finished product. There can just be the enjoyment of doing the thing. And remember, we have arts and crafts stores. You can go out and you can walk around and you can grab a little of this, grab a little of that. You don't have to know what you're doing. There doesn't have to be a thing. You don't have to decide what medium you're using or what it's going to look like. I love if you go in and be like, I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know if I like art. I'm just going to go into here and I'm going to grab a bunch of things and I'm going to make something out of it. And if I don't like it, that's okay. I'm going to throw it away. But how did I feel when I was doing it? Stop identifying as somebody who's not creative. I saw this great article back when I was a teenager and it was like how, and the the front cover of the magazine said like how to get your body beach ready. I, of course, being an American woman who hated my body because that's what I'm being an American in our culture, uh, that's what they force us to do so that we will buy things and and do things to make ourselves like our body and then never achieve it and spend more money, right? You guys hear me talk about that kind of thing all the time. So I was like, ooh, yeah. By the way, I had the best body I have and will ever have in my life in my teens, but I was like, oh, yeah, it's still not good enough, meh. So I was like, I'm going to buy this article, and I, it's going to show me how to be beach body ready by summer. And then I like the article was basically like, you fucking are because you have a body. If you have a body, you are beach body ready because you are good enough with whatever you look like to be able to enjoy the, to enjoy the environment. Like, why do you have to look a certain way to be socially acceptable on a beach? You don't. Go out right now in whatever your body looks like and whatever you're wearing and enjoy nature. The beach is just nature. You get to enjoy it whether you are 75 pounds or you are 575 pounds. It's nature. It's meant to be enjoyed no matter what. And so is art and creativity. No matter what you're doing, no matter who you are, no matter what your life circumstances, you are artistic. You are creative and you get to explore that part of you. We talk on this podcast all the time about figuring out who the fuck we are. And this is a huge blind spot for me because I don't think of myself as artistic. I don't think of myself as creative other than writing. And sometimes I don't write for a very long time and I don't even think about myself like that either. And you don't need money for this. This does not need to cost money. There is so much art out there that can be made, creativity that can be had without spending a single dollar. You can go into nature. There's so many things in nature. I haven't done this, but I suggest Googling like art that you can do for free. There's got to be tons of stuff out there. You can also go and get very, very cheap art supplies at a Goodwill or at Salvation Army or, you know, at yard sales, right? Yard sales. Oh my God. I mean, I would recommend starting there first. I have all sorts of issues with, uh, with some of the donation places, but anyways, that's for another day going out there and super, super low cost, super cheap going to garage sales and getting art supplies. Why do I know there will be art supplies at garage sales? Because people buy these things because they want to be artistic and then they try them. And no matter how much they enjoy the process, they stop doing it because they don't like the outcome. And they forgot to just enjoy the process. So that's what I want for you. I want for you to go out and enjoy the process of discovering who you are creatively, who you are artistically. 
and not worry about the outcome because the outcome is just the, the correct or good outcome has just been sold to you by society. And it's fucked up. It's not real. It's not true. You get to just enjoy it for enjoyment's sake. So go out there and explore and let me know what you think. Love you guys. Thanks.